Hey, y'all, I got to interview Spain, who has the Spain experience, a makeup artist, but also does some coaching. She has a new program called A Seat at the Table, where she's coaching people to get to those six figures who are trying to use that through coaching. I actually ran into her mentor not too long ago at a new business opening launch that they had. So definitely check out the interview. As always, you keep supporting Bank That Radio Show. You can become a subscriber um, if you're listening to this on the audio side. And if you want to, you know, subscribe or donate, you can do so by hitting up the Bank That Radio Show Facebook page and we'll send you the Cash App or PayPal link. Andreas, Big Dad Radio Show, and uh, as y'all can see, I got a new background. <laughs> First guest with the new background. <laughs> Turn up. No, no, you are. Because no, everybody else I've been doing, they've been online. Um, I got this other uh, service that I use where I've been interviewing people online and stuff like that. Um, so I've been going through Zoom. But in-person guests, um, oh, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. And today, today, for today I'll let you do it. I'll let you say why we're talking today in the topic for today it's so many different topics we're just gonna have to pick one but i'm spain with the spain experience <laughs> and we're going to be talking about my new program called seat at the table so what seat at the table is about is us taking a seat mm-hmm. and learning who we are mm-hmm. and learning all the major aspects mm-hmm. and what it is that we need to learn and mm-hmm. gain so that we can contribute no, is us just encompassing of women or is it encompassing of both parts? Mostly women because okay. I can't speak for men. Yeah. Now, I know what y'all like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> know what men like. But that's about it. I can't, I can't say whether or not, I can't speak and say all men are the same because you're not. But yeah. at the same time, well, I know. Women are not the same though. Right. But a lot of women treat it like you are. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. So we're just going to be talking about, you know, what it is that we can do to be better women. Okay, so what are some things then? Let's get into that. And then, you know, the inspiration behind this as well. The inspiration behind it is, well, what really, really just made me want to do it is the lack of professionalism in the beauty industry. Okay. Um, It's so many people, well, clients rather, they have come to me and they're just like, I don't like this person. I don't like that person. There's too much gossip just looking at the surrounding. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, something got to change. Mm-hmm. And it all starts with the professional because yeah. I've learned... Um, since I've been doing makeup, I've been in makeup for seven years, but I've been doing hair basically all my life. I had my mm-hmm. first hair client when I was 11. Mm. So I had been doing it up until the time I was 26. So I got mm-hmm. a few years up under my belt. Mm-hmm. And me being in a salon, it was so much drama. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this has to change. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to be something different. But it all starts with that first individual. Mm-hmm. And learning what it is that you want to make as far mm-hmm. as money. Mm-hmm. How do you want to make your clients feel? Mm-hmm. Whether or not their lives have elevated since they've been in your chair. Mm-hmm. So I took inventory over my own stuff because, you know, on my first experiment, right? Yeah. So, with me seeing the the duration of the time that I've been in a salon, Mm -hmm. when I was younger, like the first salon I worked in, I was 19. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I would gossip. Yeah, I would participate. Mm -hmm. But I look at my life then and I look at my life now. And Mm -hmm. not only do I notice the difference in my life, but I notice the difference in my client's life. And Mm -hmm. I notice the difference in my money as well. Mm -hmm. Because the more professional I became Mm -hmm. and the more I dug into myself, the Mm -hmm. more I could charge. Mm -hmm. People don't win. Women don't realize the more professional you are, mm-hmm. the more money you can charge. Mm-hmm. 
and you'll be able to help them elevate their lives too. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I want to say maybe four of my clients, if I'm not mistaken, four of my clients, they bought houses over the past year. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what am I offering mm -hmm. to my people besides the skill? Because I'm good at what I do, true enough. Mm -hmm. But it's who I am mm -hmm. that promotes that for my clients. Yeah, I think um, y'all are an anchor. Because um, I see it with the barbers and stylists, makeup artists, any type of service in that area, even anything that's a, um, in a proxy or auxiliary service that's attached to that, it's a life-changing type of service that you're providing. Yes, like you said, the skill set is there, but it's the venting and you know being like a quote-unquote therapist, um, so to speak, where you get to input nuggets into people's right. lives. And then you get to water those seeds that you put in there, and then they get to blossom right in front right. of your eyes. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot that comes with it. That's why I'm always tipping my barber and stuff like that because just to even to go and to express feelings or whatever as someone who's not going to be like biased or whatever the case may be. Because you know, talking to family and friends, they're going to have their own biases towards you, whether mm -hmm. it's good or bad. Right. Um, but then, you know, talking to somebody who's not like fully invested in you um, from a personal standpoint, who can look at something from a different lens and offer you, you know, real advice or like, hey, why don't you try this or do that or blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, it's a lot. But there's also the other side or whatever and taking on a lot of your clients' <laughs> problems. Right. And you, you got to dump that somewhere. Right. You got to offload that. Right. Um, so yeah, as long as you got that cool balance between that, you know, it's, it's a great profession to be in. Exactly. And that is the first program that I'm coming with, the balance of energy. So I'll be teaching women how to balance between masculinity and femininity. Mm -hmm. And being able to unload and knowing how to unload. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen a lot of people do it the wrong way. And it's having an effect on the people that they service. Mm -hmm. And it affects the work environment. Mm -hmm. And it becomes messy. Mm -hmm. And then you lose people. Mm -hmm. Then you lose money. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. Yeah, because nobody wants to be in a toxic environment. Right. Uh, regardless of, you know, us gravitating towards, like, you know, reality shows, things of the nature. Mm -hmm. We have our little, like, things that we like as individuals. But we like to consume them in the manner of which we like to consume them. Whether it be through a TV show or whatever the case would be or... The shade room or scrolling through mm -hmm. just for you know entertainment purposes we don't want to consume them in the where we do business at right and that's the thing that people got to understand so what like you know you don't give away the sauce or not like that but like where are some key areas you would focus in on that people don't necessarily think you know what i'm saying you should focus in on it's the mindset and you hit the nail on the head even with what you consume Mm -hmm. Because just as well as we are sowing into other people, we're sowing into ourselves first. Mm -hmm. So when we consume and watch these different shows, what are you putting into your mind? Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'm going to hit is the mindset. Mm -hmm. Because what are you thinking about? Mm -hmm. Whatever you think about is what mm -hmm. you will become. How do you look at success? How does that make you feel? Are mm -hmm. you afraid of it? Mm -hmm. Because I know at one point I was afraid of success because mm -hmm. I was afraid of what it would turn me into. Mm -hmm. How would I react to having a lot of money? Mm -hmm. How would I treat other people because mm -hmm. I have a lot of money? You mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that I'm going to hit. 
A little bit. Um, that brings up a thing I've done. I don't know if you noticed, like one of the shows on my wall back there was the Ugly Side of Entrepreneurship. I don't think I looked. I'm gonna uh, have to go back and look yeah, at it. Yeah, I got so I, to I put out two episodes already, and I got a casting call flyer that's being done right now by my graphic designer. So I'm gonna put that out as well for season two. Mm -hmm. So I shot season one already. Mm -hmm. Eleven episodes. I put two of them out so far. I gotta edit the rest of them, um, and that will be done this month and going into next and releasing them however I release them. Mm -hmm. But that's like I wanted to do that because, like you said, one of the stories because each entrepreneur I talked to had their own story, right? And that was actually one of them. That was actually my really? first one. She was scared of her success. Oh. She had Sharega. Uh, she um, the first business she had. She uh, you take Marvel comics and stuff like that mm -hmm. and design shoes with them. So she's repurposing them. Got to the point she was doing like 80 grand or whatever a year. And then Marvel caught wind of it, whatever, sitting in her cease and desist letter. Um, wow. Now, she didn't know at the time, though, that there's laws to protect against that. Mm -hmm. Where you could take something, first purpose use, mm -hmm. and make something else new out of it. Mm -hmm. And you're covered. Right. But because it's like, you know, this David versus Goliath mm -hmm. type of story. And she didn't have no one in her corner. She was scared of that. So then she moved on to another industry and stuff like that or whatever and just kept, you know what I'm saying, changing industries a couple of times because she would get great responses. But then she's like, whoa, this is a lot. And people don't realize when you're doing like a hundred, two hundred, three, four hundred thousand dollars, it's a lot to keep up with. And you got to be mentally prepared for that. Um, like you said, how were you at once you do get this stuff? Uh, people say like money changes people. I don't necessarily believe that money is a tool. Mm -hmm. um, I think it highlights things that was there already and you're just more secure in highlighting that whether it be the good or the bad. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, some people will get money and what they do with it, they become philanthropists and they give it away to causes, which is fine. You know, it's, you do whatever you want to do with your money. Um, you get other people who get money or whatever and now they like to, you know what I'm saying? Maybe because they were deprived growing up and had, you know, they were poor and in poverty. So now they want to make themselves feel good by buying the expensive cars and houses and stuff like that. And again, people can do whatever they want with their money. Mm -hmm. It's their money to make, it's theirs to do with or whatever. Um, but yeah, I thought that, you know what I'm saying, it's uh, interesting whatever because people don't think about that, that concept of, oh, I'm making money now and everything. How am I going to feel and you know how am i going to experience the world with the new outlook because once you satisfy like you know with the maslow's hierarchy of needs and stuff right so you mm -hmm. get food clothing shelter um financial security once you satisfy those needs now what and i tell people all the time like even wealthy people right they get up and they go to work for a reason it's mm -hmm. not because they want to accumulate more wealth it's because they're now purpose-driven and you as a person, once you hit a certain level of threshold of, you know, financial security, now what? What are you even doing with your life? You know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you said that too, because even with bill endorsement, mm -hmm. um, it'll change your entire mindset on how you look at what you have. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if more people were aware of how it works, mm -hmm. they wouldn't be so attached to the materials mm -hmm. because it's already paid for. Mm -hmm. And when you know it's already paid for, you won't have to work so hard to get it again. So 
just say, for example, if I bought a house, mm -hmm. I endorse this house. Mm -hmm. The house is mine and I'm not paying physical money mm -hmm. because ultimately physical money is dead. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't know that. Mm -hmm. So if the house caught on fire, it's cool because I can go get another one. Mm -hmm. And it won't cost me an arm, a leg, and a thigh as far as Federal Reserve notes. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have the mindset to not panic, to not have to sit here and, you know, go all off to other people and mm -hmm. be negative to other people mm -hmm. and be mean to other people because of my circumstance. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? That's, mm -hmm. that's really the number one reason why people are so angry. Yeah. It's yeah. because of what they don't have. Yeah, like your resources. Exactly. So if they know they have the resources and access to the resources, it won't be so bad no more. Yeah, I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, with uh, even with uh, programs and stuff that are out there that people don't even realize that, you know what I'm saying, individuals can obtain and participate in. And like you said earlier, you know, life's supposed to be easy and abundant. I believe in this. It it's does. not supposed to be survival all the time. Once you hit a certain threshold or whatever, if it's qualifications for that industry, cool. Uh, just like, you know, how you do hair, you do makeup and stuff like that. There's a certain threshold of, you know, qualifications that you got to meet in order to participate in the industry. After that, it's about flourishing and, mm -hmm. you know, having the abundance of. And there's nothing wrong with having the abundance of stuff because in order, you know, to have these different experiences, you have to have, you know, resources. And then one of them is like, you know, X amount of dollars or whatever coming in monthly, yearly, whatever the case may be, to be able to go and like travel and see the world for what it really is, as opposed to what people paint it as. Um, and have those experiences for yourself, be able to go and try, you know what I'm saying, all these different foods and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Be able to go and just, you know what I'm saying, sit with yourself or with a group of people and enjoy a collective experience. Right. I'm like, come on. You know, my life is about abundance, not, you know, stress and. Yeah, that's the that's the whole motive of all of what I do is because I know I live an abundant life mm -hmm. and other people should experience that. Mm -hmm. And the fact that a lot of people don't know is sad mm -hmm. and it sucks mm -hmm. because it's just like, you know, life can be better, right? Yeah. Well, come on, come mm -hmm. join me, come sit at the table mm -hmm. and we can talk about this because life don't have to be that way for you. So when do you play it on like, you know, launching and you know Well right now I'm allowing people to join a wait list okay. for the inner circle. Mm -hmm. And basically what the inner circle is, you have access to me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so you in order for you to have access, yes. Right. So in order for you to have access to me and mm -hmm. to be able to get the information to be abundant mm -hmm. and have an abundant life and share mm -hmm. abundance, mm -hmm. you have to sign up for the wait list. And the first the first meeting is November first. Okay, so right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as people go through the program, what is it like, you know, when they sign up, is this like a, a monthly thing, a yearly thing where, you know, it's broken down quarterly or something like that? What is like the outline of it? Now, the inner circle is all year. Okay. The inner circle is. But I will be putting out different programs that they have access to. Mm hmm So if you're not in the inner circle, you won't be able to have access to it. Mm hmm Because this is abundance. And it yeah. takes so, like, the mindset that you have to have to want abundance, mm -hmm. you'll get in the inner circle. Yeah. If you don't want to have abundance, you won't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to put it in people's face where you need this, you need this. But when you know what you need, because I'm mm -hmm. not, 
I'm not searching for nobody. Mm-hmm. It's people looking for me mm-hmm. because they want abundance. Mm-hmm. So once they get in that inner circle, they have access to everything. Okay, so, so how are you going to balance that between what you do now? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the price just went up a little. Uh, you know, when you really time. want something, you'll pay for it. Yeah. So the price going to go up because there's going to... Every time I get too many clients or too overwhelmed, mm-hmm. I go up on the price. Yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah. That's the, actually uh, what I tell people. Like, I would have on my prices for some other stuff uh, not too long ago and about to go up again. Um, but yeah, because again, you know, I tell people, like, time is the only asset that we can't get back. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. And we all have the same amount of time. It's yes. just what we do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that shapes where our lives go. And once we take ownership of our time, then that's when you know, things start to change and you start to knock down these walls and stuff and start to see, you know what I'm saying, the forest through the trees or however they say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, all those like cool sayings or whatever that really resonate with you in life. Right. Once you don't know say you start to pay attention. Uh, but yeah, because like, you know, I tell people money can be made, money can be lost, money can be made again. But your time and what you do with it uh, will determine where you are. And a lot of people, they just waste their time and waste their potential. So, you know, you've been an entrepreneur for a good little minute, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is there any, like, thing that you do, like, daily or weekly, like, any type of, like, ritual or quotes or anything that you oh, have? I meditate every day, every morning. I make sure I meditate. For one, I know I have to tap in with God because if I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the that's the one that's leading me mm-hmm. in everything that I do. Mm-hmm. That's my dependency in my life. My, I have to meditate. Mm-hmm. I got to tap in. I got to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And in that relationship that I have with him, I know that any relationship that I build after that will align. Mm-hmm. I, that's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Meditation. Yeah. Hour a day. Five o'clock in the morning. Okay. Sometimes I don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. But... Even on the weekends, it's huh? Yeah. Even on the <laughs> weekends. It's dedication. If I got to take a nap, I got to take a nap, but I got to get up at five. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, what would my life look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I used to be not a morning person, but I'm a morning person now as I've gotten older in life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, during my college years and stuff like that, I didn't really care for it. But I see why people wake up in the morning and like five o'clock and stuff like that and are productive. Uh, because it gets you going and then you get to see how much you get to accomplish throughout the day mm-hmm. um, and like I used to post like lists on Facebook like a Wednesday of everything that I did and it would be like 14 items and that was only within like three hours wow yeah it, it was super productive people oh, kids yeah. dropping them off doing this doing that blah 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 people were like oh my can you do it They're like yeah like what you do with your time there's, there's a lot you can do in a small window and I've learned how to become like very efficient um so what might take other people eight hours to do I can do it in three um mm-hmm. and then have those other five hours to do with what I want to because I've already right. done what I need to do for the day and then also like I've learned how to like pace myself too because so I was like go 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 like the energizer buddy just going mm-hmm. and going and going I'm like yeah you'll burn yourself out doing that you um you have to learn how to pace and you know set goals and stuff like that and hit those goals and try to hit them when you want to and stuff like that but at the same time don't overwhelm yourself right because it's all about the quality 
I believe in quality over quantity. Oh yeah. Like last year, I did a hundred interviews. It was a goal. Mm-hmm. I want to do. It. That's a you lot saw, of interviews. Yeah, it is. It's like one every other day. <laughs> and those are just those. Okay, so this put this is perspective. The hundred interviews were full depth interviews, right? Those mm-hmm. are the ones where everybody signed the wall, right? I did a mm-hmm. hundred of those. I also went to events and I interviewed people as well. So I did like three or four events last year as well. So overall, I think I did close to about 150, 170 interviews. If wow. you count the small ones, right? I, I just wanted the goal. Mm-hmm. And I hit the goal. This year, as you saw, as far as like in, in-person interviews, I'm like, you're number 25. And then I got some mm-hmm. more done. So I'm around maybe close to 30 mm-hmm. this year. Nowhere That's near. Yeah, nowhere because near you, because you made a decision, though. Uh-huh. You you made the decision to pace yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Oh, I love it because it allows me to do like all the other stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm a creative person. I love to create. Um, I love doing new things and stuff that hasn't been done, especially in this area. Um, I think that's what I'm pretty much being known for now. Um, so like I'll all these different skits and I'll show them to you mm-hmm. in a little while. They're, I'm like, they're hilarious. And when the creativity hits me, I don't have to worry about, oh, I can't execute it right now mm-hmm. because I got something else lined up. Right. I got my interviews spaced out. The ones that I'm doing this month, I think I got six of them lined up for this month. Um, but they're not every day or anything like that. It's like every other day or something like that. And, you know, during a slow time during the day, pretty much. So, yeah, I feel really good. And then I get to have, you know, not to say that my interviews, I didn't have like great conversations, but I get to have even greater quality conversations and pick and choose mm-hmm. who I want to talk to as opposed to, you know, just trying to hit a number. Right, because energy transfers. Mm-hmm. And when you sit and talking to people that have deplenished their own energy, they take it from you too. Mm-hmm. And that'll make you tired as well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see how you do it. <laughs> well, you know, just like how you do, you know, the hair, the makeup and stuff like that, you know, and then, you know, create your programs, it's, you know, it's just my, it's my passion. Like, I tell people, I talk to people for a living. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't mind, like, I love talking to people. And I like talking to new people, too. I don't talk to the same people all the time. Right. Um, I always like to meet new people and have those experiences and get those perspectives because then you get to see that, you know, all the information they present to us as far as like how the world is and how like culture is and stuff like that is actually I'm like it's not as accurate because there's a lot of different perspectives out there and people see things through the lens differently and it allows you to broaden it and like oh okay well you know maybe I can do something tweak this and it just makes you a better Mm -hmm. person you become way more rounded and dealing with like, you know, going across cultures and stuff and seeing where um, the confusion comes in on certain stuff. Mm-hmm. And how we may see something or whatever, and then somebody else might see something a different way. Like I, I made a post the other day, it was, it was hilarious. Um, I was going through my feed and I saw the sexy red uh, is pregnant now, mm. right? So, That's a whole another situation. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm just like I'm, I'm putting it in context, though, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought it was funny. It was in my head where it was like, oh, <coughs> so I posted sexy red with the pound town, and now she's pregnant. 
And everybody, you know what I'm saying, that commented on it or uh, reacted to it, all laughed emojis, mm -hmm. right? So they got what I was saying. I think I laughed at that too. <laughs> if I didn't put it on the post, I most definitely laughed in person. But then uh, there was a gentleman who like, she's a woman, she can do what she wants to and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I get it and everything and what you're saying, but you're, uh, the perspective, I'm like, you're looking at it a little differently. It was mm -hmm. strictly for humor. It wasn't to say that she couldn't do what she wants to do or anything like that because she a grown woman and I'm believing, you know, women can do whatever they want to. I wasn't like shaming her in that. I just thought, you know what I'm saying, it was funny to put the correlation of the pound tail being mm -hmm. a single song and her being pregnant, posted on Instagram or whatever, put it together and I was like, yeah. When I laugh in my head <laughs> and it's funny, <laughs> and then I laugh out loud before I type mm -hmm. it, I'm like, ah, it's funny. Yeah, it um, was. So, yeah, I agree. So. <laughs> But it's like it was just different cultures, different perspectives about mm -hmm. something and how it's presented. And in our culture, we all got it. You know what I'm saying? This person's not a, a really a participant of our culture or whatever. So I understood where he was coming from. Um, and I can see why he saw it a little differently because, like I said, he's not a participant. Uh, but it's funny how, like, you know, like I said, people don't look at the stuff the same way. It, you know, that's just. You know, yeah, it helps. It helps with our imagination. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't have the opportunity to do that. Yes. And right. that that's horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one day I was talking to the guy that I'm still married to. Mm -hmm. And I was just, you know, throwing off ideas because I was so excited in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I was just on a wave of imagination. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I can't even talk right now. Mm -hmm. I can't have that conversation with you yeah. and I'm not trying to be mean it's just that I got so much on me mm -hmm. I, I don't have the room to use my imagination yeah I've seen where a lot of people's bandwidth has been limited by stress and stuff and yes. you know what they're dealing with in life and yeah like a lot, I get that a lot of people like you know how do I think of the stuff that I think of and how I'm able to do the stuff that I do but because I have the time to be able to do it but then also not only the time but the bandwidth to do it too because my mind isn't cluttered with all this other stuff mm -hmm. that it could i'm like you know maybe sulking and stuff like that like everybody else but i choose not to right um i choose to go ahead you know go through the process of feelings and all that have my experiences and you know cast them out get rid like release that energy mm -hmm. what's up everybody it's your boy andreas bank that radio show bank that marketing and if you need to put your business out there if you've been having trouble creating original content that's going to last and help propel your business give us a call 478-388-0208 been working with a lot of different clients and we got a few more spaces where we can take on clients and help push y'all telling you these campaigns are fantastic original content creating reels we can do skits we can do outside marketing we can do mail distribution we can do radio interviews there's a lot of different things to pick from. We can do commercials. We can insert those commercials into content that we do. So give us a call, 478-388-0208. Let us help you get your marketing needs met. But yeah, I'm a, uh, I like to uh, think that I'm an optimistic type of person. Yes, I'm not always jovial and joyful and things of that nature every single moment because we you know we're human we experience stuff but i think overall though i try to like you know look at stuff 
in a positive manner, regardless of what the situation was. Um, like even uh, like when I was younger or whatever, my mom was killed. Mm -hmm. And I went through that and I went through life at a very young age, what was that, 12 at the time. So from 12 to like 32 or something like that, it was somewhere around there. I guess a long time, like 20 years or whatever, of having this like uh, cloud somewhat over me and not processing that fully, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't go through all the stages of grief that you're supposed to go through. Um, which not saying that you're supposed to have a certain time praying from them, for them, but you, you know, you have to go through all of them. And I finally went through all of them. And I finally went through acceptance. And the reason I know I went through acceptance is because when the anniversary date of her death came up, it didn't even cross my, it wasn't even a thought in my brain. Yeah. And I had gone. Uh-huh. And I had, like, oh, wow. And someone had to point that out to me. It was like, oh, you didn't act angry around, like, February or whatever, like you normally are. Mm. Wasn't, like, a little more agitated, you know what I'm saying, than normal. And I was like, oh, wow. You know what? I bet that's what that was. Then, like I said, it wasn't even a thought. Like, the day came and the day went. And it wasn't until, like, two days later or something like that I was made aware of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, Normally around this time, a little bit more hostile and angry. It wasn't. It make you look back on all the time that you did spend mm -hmm. feeling those feelings and mm -hmm. going through what you were going through. And it mm -hmm. make you like, dang, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. It gives you this sense of accomplishment and like you said, proud of yourself. And knowing that, you know, you can process stuff and get over it and release it. And since then, you know, you know, like I said, I will experience anger and like every and every other emotion there is to experience mm -hmm. frustration and stuff like that, but I won't hold on to them for long. And I'm learning to do that to where I have to let it go because yeah. then I'm able to focus on better things. That and you'll be able to make room for the things that do serve you. Exactly. Because when you Got your hands mm -hmm. like this and you hold it on so tight, can't then get in and can't then mm -hmm. get out. Exactly. So you make room for the things that you want to come in. Exactly. Like that. But um, I'm like, we've been talking and stuff like that. Have you been able to like, you know, get out everything you want to get out this morning? I did. I mean, we. <laughs> it's just, you know, we went there. We did a few times. We. I'm good. I'm good. It was really good. Up. So, uh, you know, let everybody know, you know, if they want to get on the waiting list and when they can look for it and, you know, if they want to yes. follow a lot of that stuff. Uh, follow me on TikTok. I have a link on TikTok where you can click on there. You'll scroll down and see sit at the table. Just hit sit on the table and you just sign up for on the wait list. Yeah. That's what's up. So, y'all. And you can sure. find me at the Spain Experience. I'm sorry. I forgot uh, to throw that in there. I'm at the Spain Experience. So, like she said, the Spain Experience. TikTok, and you said TikTok is the waiting. It's the, a, link. a link. The link is in the bio. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, so what's your TikTok handle? It's the Spain Experience. Oh, the Spain Experience. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Spain Experience. So I love it. Spain Experience everywhere. Um, <laughs> you know, because no, I be seeing people, they be like putting this and putting that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Because I know I wouldn't social remember. Social handles exactly the same, the right. same, or at least as similar as you can get them. Uh, so yeah, make sure y'all go follow the Spain Experience. The, yes, the Spain Experience. It almost sounds like a tongue twister. A little bit. A little bit. I'm trying to think of something. You know, my brain is just going right now. But as always, y'all can continue to support the platform. Uh, look for all the other different shows that's coming out. And 
Um, let's see, what else I got? Oh, the app is relaunching, so you know, make sure y'all go and look for there once I put that out. And then if you want to follow my uh, page as well, it's Raul Cook, you know, I took away my first name. Um, it's, it's in professional mode now, so y'all can see all the skits and stuff like that. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in as always, and you know, go out there and chase your dreams.